Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1054, my second interview with Steve Sims. We're discussing his newest book, Go For Stupid, The Art of Achieving Ridiculous Goals. Enjoy. G'day, Steve. Welcome back to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here. It's a pleasure to be back. Um, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. We were just trying to figure out how long it was since you were last on, but um, the last book you wrote was Bluefishing. We discussed that, and uh, now you've got a new book out. I have. I have, ridiculously. I never thought. I'd, I'd never thought I'd have a first book out. So the fact that there's a a number two is shocking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Why was that, mate? You never thought you'd be an author. I never did. It was never my focus. My focus was always how I could become smarter. And when I actually put my first book out, Bluefish, in, I I thought to myself, and and very very bluntly, honestly. I thought no one's going to buy it because it's too obvious. It's mm. the obvious shit that I do that gets me to hang around with Sir Elton John, uh, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, some of the wealthiest, most successful people in the planet that you've never heard of. Um, and I just thought everyone's got to be doing this. And of course, blue fishing came out and they weren't. They were overcomplicating. They were just trying to come up with an image or a style or they were too frightened to get out of their own way. And so it did very, very well for me, but it got me into speaking and coaching worldwide. And then quite simply COVID came across and yep. a new issue came up and I just got pissed off at the beginning of COVID and it turned into a book. <laughs> there you go. You get angry and you write a book. Well, haven't you noticed the most entrepreneurs, we actually progress through aggravation. You know, something happens and we go, oh, God, why does it have to be like that? And then we end up creating a solution, finding yeah. someone that's got the same problem and then selling them the solution. That's business 101. So the new book, is it is it launched? It's not yet, yet launched, is it? No, it comes out on the 18th of October. Um, and we're not doing any pre-sales. You can look at it on stevedsims.com, but it'll be available on Amazon very easily. Go for stupid. Look up Steve D. Sims and you'll find it. Go for stupid, the art of achieving ridiculous goals. Now, you said you sort of got into COVID and got angry. Yeah. Why did you write about achieving ridiculous goals whilst you were probably in lockdown? So COVID came across and within the first month, I was happy. Now, yeah. I, I mean no disrespect and I, I wish you all the best for any members that got hurt um, or died during COVID. Mm. But for many, many of the planet, it was a wonderful time. And there's actually a guilt by saying how good it was. But for me, I didn't have to travel anymore. I was mm. with my family. I was with my kids. I was with my dogs. I couldn't fly. I couldn't drive. I ended up getting like a nine-day week. I was M Much needed downtime. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm not quite sure if it was downtime because I got to start looking at my life and going, hang on a minute. Am I happy with it? And I found a few parts of it I wasn't. Uh -huh. But now, for the first time ever, I was given time to do something about it without the, oh, you're on a flight to Italy next week or you've got to go to Tokyo. I didn't have that anymore. So I got to realize that, you know, I've been married. Like this year, I celebrated my 30th anniversary with my wife. Congratulations. Two years with her during COVID. One, I, I knew I loved her. But I didn't realize how much I liked her. And yeah, right. I just loved being with her. And then something happened that pissed me off. I'm in a state of kind of like, wow, we've been given time. We've been given time to reset. 
look at where we are, almost kind of look in the sand and go, hey, am I where I wanted to be 10 years ago? You know, how is my life fathomed? Is it, is it going the right direction? And during this reflection period, I suddenly started seeing people pop up on Facebook going, hey, what shall I binge watch on Netflix? Yeah. How can I waste my life more than I already am? And it started to annoy me. And then I started seeing people going, oh, I can't get out and connect with people. I can't communicate. And that going on about how bad it is, the thing that really bothered me was they were pretty shit at it before COVID. And they're <laughs> now using COVID as an excuse to just yeah. how bad a relationships they actually are. And here's the dumb thing. Everyone that I was trying to get in touch with pre-COVID was too busy to take my calls. Two years of COVID... I probably trebled my Rolodex because people were in the exact same situation as me. They had more time. They weren't traveling and they wanted to connect. They wanted to grow their network. And mm. I was able to kind of do it via reach outs on Twitter, Instagram. I just couldn't understand why people weren't doing it. And then I noticed quite simply something happened during COVID, which just put the cherry on the pissed off top that I was. It came out with the cancel culture and the gotcha society. We're okay. in a time. We're Explain time, those for us. Absolutely. We're in a time where everyone in the planet, for the first time ever, was all sharing the same emotion due to the same situation. Yeah. You could have phoned someone up in Philadelphia, Korea, uh, New Orleans, uh, Japan, anywhere in the planet. God, hey, how's COVID treating you? And they would have told you. Now, yeah. not everyone's been in a recession. Not everyone's been in a depression. And not everyone was in the world wars. So the bottom line of it is, this is the first time ever where the entire planet has shared the same unified problem. Yeah. But, but during this time, people got so frustrated, they started canceling things. Oh, look at him. Did you hear what he said in 1975? How, how inappropriate, let's cancel his acting career. Oh, did you see what so-and-so did? Let's ridicule them. And let's put a meme up on, online and just ridicule what an little idiot they are with. You know, gotcha society, behold, we'll tear them off that pedestal. In a time when we were already vulnerable, shouldn't we have been supporting each other, challenging, mm. growing, educating? And then I started getting so aggravated, I started reaching out to some Pretty powerful people I know, and I, I, it really bothered me. I went, "How do you handle this?" And a lot of them turned around. And they said, "We don't hear it. Why are you listening to someone who can't afford you, or mm. has never ever even tried?" You know, we take financial advice from someone that we know in the pub that the following night is serving us a, a coffee on the drive-through. It's ridiculous where we listen to people and who yeah. listen. Yeah, And I realized all the people in the planet that we revere, Steve Jobs, Larry Page of Google, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, they all had stupid goals. They were all ridicule. And now they're the masters of the universe. Hmm. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. So <laughs> it's, it's a long way, a good, a good story to get to the uh, the book. Well, yeah, look, again, all entrepreneurs, we move on aggravation. Mm. And I suddenly found myself, I was getting annoyed with just how bad we are at communicating. 
And yeah. as I did more delving into it, do, even through history, do you know that this is a, this is hysterical and will sound like I'm lying. The can the candle society protested against the development of the light bulb, and the reason they protested against it was because they said it was unsafe. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, there's never been, you know, the, the fire of London, the fire of Boston, all of these great fires didn't start because of a light bulb. They all started because of the naked flame, the candle. But mm. they had the audacity to try and block it. And even Henry Ford, he actually got protested because, and again, this is ridiculous, horses could go through the woods, cars couldn't. So right. people love to protest for any reason whatsoever, evolution, further in our education, further in our development. And I just went through what I had done and kind of, you know, what I had got up to, how I had, how had, how a bricklayer from East London suddenly had all these relationships, how I had done it, how I had not listened to people and who, and how come I hadn't listened to myself? Because quite mm. often it's us that creates that doubt, isn't it? Usually, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting there going, oh, I'd like to do that, but oh, I can't do that. I don't know. And we listen to that little chirping devil in our head and we listen to it and then go, yeah, I won't do it anymore. Well, why is it that we do that? Like, why is it that, you know, we, we want to uh, ridicule the light globe because we like candles, you know? And, and, you know, why is it that we want to doubt ourselves in doing something rather than believing in ourselves? Why It seems like it's the easier route sometimes. It is an easier route, and it's also a herd mentality because society congregates around each other to tear people down now. You know, the no. British, and I can say this because I'm British, are awful at pe putting people up on pedestals and then happily tearing them down. It's almost mm. like a national sport. I swear if there was an Olympic for this, the British would win every freaking year. And I don't understand why they do this. Society dictates that it's easier for us to look big by pulling everyone else down. Yeah. And that's wrong. And so that herd mentality is, is quite quite real now, isn't it? Like with social media and that? It's got bigger. It, and, and through COVID, through COVID it got bigger. Through COVID we got more frustrated. Through COVID, we started rioting and marching, tearing people down and cancelling people's careers. We've come out the other end of it. We can now hang around with each other, but we don't know how to. We actually don't know how to have a conversation without feeling cynical that the person we're talking to is going to laugh at us, ridicule us, or be waiting to just catch something that they can tear us down. Mm. And the dumb thing is, again, all the most powerful people in the planet they don't work like that. So you're stood there on one side going, hey, I wish I could be like Richard Branson. I wish I could be like Elon Musk. I wish I could be like Jean-Paul de Jouria. You want to be these people, but in order to do so, you've got to have stupid ambition. Not impossible goals, laughable goals. I want this. And here's the dumb side. And I, I could put you on the spot here. Have you, in your life, Ever been hanging around with a bunch of guys or girls or both having wine, beer, whiskey, coffee, whatever, and all of a sudden you started spouting on about your ambitions. Oh, I wish I could do this. I was thinking of doing this and scaling that, and then I was going to move into that and 
then maybe like launch that business and maybe sell it. And you go off on this on this passionate <laughs> rant of yeah. what you're going to do. And then you suddenly look at your mates. And what's happening to their faces? Uh, <laughs> they start Stop. looking at you going, you're mad. You know, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? And Who does this guy think he is? Yeah. And what do you do at that moment? Tell me, what do you do? Well, you start doubting yourself then, don't you? You start doubting yourself and you start diluting your goal. You sit there and you go, yeah, oh, please ignore me. Someone must have spiked my drink. I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm having a funny few minutes. Don't worry about me. I'm back. And you do that. You lower your standards to meet them. Mm. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. 15% of the planet are entrepreneurs and the other 85% of the world work for those 15%. The first yeah. thing you've got to do is learn who do you listen to, how to change your mindset to be open to opportunity, not negativity. You're already well talented in, in recognizing negativity. You say you want to do something and then you spend the next 10 minutes telling yourself why it can never happen. So you're brilliant at talking yourself out of shit. This will teach you how to reframe the question, reframe the purpose and actually be able to set yourself ridiculous goals and actually achieve them. So you need to turn that around then, don't you, really? Well, you need to reframe it. Um, you know, like, like for argument's sake, when we're going to try something, the first thing that happens is we get scared. You know, I want to try this, but what if I fail? You know, mm. what if someone sees me fail? What if I make a mistake? What if I lose money? Oh, my God. And you get scared. Well, yeah. put it put it this way. If you don't try, you end up being in the exact same position that you are probably a year ago, six years ago. Mm. There, there was an old saying that a friend of mine told me once, the definition of hell is to admit is to meet the man or woman you could have been. Mm. Now, I live with fear. We all live with fear. If we're not fearful, we're not surviving. That's what we are. We're animals. We have yeah. to have fear in us. And mm. how you react to it, that's the imperative point here. Fear should not make you stand still. Fear should make you charge ahead. I am scared shitless of being in the exact same position today that I am in six months. Within that six months, I'm going to fail. I'm going to learn. I'm going to become educated. I'm going to become experienced and I'm going to be I'm going to be credible at something that I didn't know I could do. Mm. That's how you should focus on fear. Yeah. And yet we don't. I mean it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Fear should be a, a guide as to what you should be moving towards with, you know, rather than moving away. And yeah, yet you should be terrified of where you are today. You should act anyone mm. that's sitting there going, "Oh, I'm scared of I'm scared of actually, you know, going for that job." Don't be scared of that. Be scared of being in the one you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you regret not doing it than, than trying it, even if you do fail. Yeah, even if exactly. you don't get the job. Look, I've met so many powerful people that I've realized that powerful people are better failures than you. Hmm. They've just learned from those failures. They haven't allow allowed the failures to define them. They've allowed it to refine them. Yeah. And does it get easier? 
do you feel? Like in your situation, you know, with big ambitious goals, yep. those first few were probably the hardest, but then, and I'm sure you still face fear and you still find challenge, but it becomes easier, right? It becomes a lot easier. Um, have you ever had a friend of yours turn up at your house and they've bought a car or you're in the car lot and you see a car and it's a really funny color. Let's say it's yellow, okay? Just for the point of this example. You see this car and it's yellow and you go, that's a funny color car. I haven't seen that color before. Mm. When you drive down the road the following day, what's the only color car you can see? Oh, yellow. <laughs> exactly. Mm. When you train your mind only to see opportunity, what is the only thing you see? The opportunity. At the yeah. moment, what are we seeing? Fake news, repression, depression, recession, inflation, death, COVID, conspiracy, media manipulation. We are shoehorned into a massive box of loud negativity. So mm. what do we wake up every day and see? Turn on the news, open your phone, get on Facebook, see the same negative shit. Exactly. So you've got to reframe it. You've got to refocus on what you're doing. And here's a beautiful example. Here's a beautiful thing for everyone out there. I don't know what percentage. It's bloody high. But most of the planet is negative and pissed off. And that negativity is stopping them from trying. You know, we've come out of COVID and now we've got a staff shortage, haven't we? Because mm. people are scared to go to work. I don't want to go to work. I haven't worked for so long now. I, I don't want to be in a room full of people. This is a perfect chance for you to stand out. This is a perfect chance for you to be individual, unique, lead the cause because you're no longer one of the numbers because all the numbers are doing nothing. They're sitting at home still trying to binge watch Netflix. This is this is the chance. This is the opportunity. It's a beautiful... We haven't had an opportunity like this. When you say set set ridiculous goals, like a lot of people would say, yeah, you want to set ridiculous goals, but you know, you dream big, but maybe not that big because that's unrealistic and you won't won't be able to achieve it. So, you know, make it make it more achievable. What would you say to that? So, well, I think it's bullshit for a start. But if you <laughs> let's just say, for argument's sake, you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And your goal is you want to make. $300,000 a year. Now, the the obvious equation is whatever I'm doing, I'm going to do three times as hard. Yeah. Okay? Should, should therefore, by calculation, make $300,000. We very rarely, we very rarely get everything we want. Mm. Okay? That's just a fact. So instead of having a goal of $300,000, why don't you write a goal of one million and go for what would it take you to actually increase the invoice size, the amount of clients you need to make one million and then go for that. And this is what's more than likely going to happen the first time you try. And I will say the caveat, the more times you try, the more times you succeed. I'm stunned how over the past five years, what I've gone for, I've got. Yeah. Okay? But mm. in the early stages, you're more than likely going to fail. Yeah. So instead of going from 100,000 to 300,000, go for a million, fail, and achieve 500,000. 
Does that make sense? Do you think it stuffs with people's mentalities if they go for a big goal and only get halfway there? Or do you think it actually does do the opposite and go, geez, I didn't get my goal, but hey, look what I got. I got further than I thought I would have. Yes. We only go for what we think we can achieve. If you're pushing mm. 50 pounds, you go, hang on a minute, I'm going to push 60. I know I can because I can push 50. Can I push 150? Oh, bloody hell no. But with time and practice, you know you can. So mm. instead of going for what you feel as though you can achieve, and let's be blunt, what the bloody hell do you know you can achieve if you never try yourself? Mm. You've got to push yourself. Set a stupid goal. And the reason they're called stupid goals and go for stupid is because I don't want to use the word impossible. Yeah. That is a word that an entrepreneur should never have in his vocabulary. This mm. is basically an excuse. I'm going to go for the impossible. And then you fail and you go, well, what was I expecting? You know, I did say it was impossible. Don't give yourself that get out. Say to people, I'm going to go for something that's stupid. I'm going to set myself a ridiculous goal and I'm going to go for it. Oh, hell, I failed. And I made five times more than what I felt that I could originally achieve. Mm. And what happens is you suddenly do something and it unlocks the matrix. All of a sudden, you see things differently. All you see is that yellow car. You only see opportunity. And then that opportunity compounds. And you get more, and you get more, and, you get more. and you're like, whoa, how much more can I make this goal? And your, your original stupid goal is now your normal benchmark. And I've closed down museums. I've had drum lessons with Guns N' Roses, driven Formula One cars with Ferrari. I've done all of these amazing things, not because I settled, but because I first established a stupid, ridiculous goal and went for it. And the yeah. more times I tried, the more times I succeeded. So setting yourself a goal, what are the key habits when you, you know, you talk to a lot of the successful people that have these ridiculous goals? What are some of the key habits or, or common habits amongst them that, that stand out? So one of the most common habits is the room you're in. You can't achieve a ridiculous goal if you're sitting at a coffee table with non-believers. So you've got to look at your room. You've got to look at your friends and go, hey, are they supporting me? Or are they pulling me down? And this is mm. very tough. You've got to look at your environment and go, is this toxic to my future? Are they actually yeah. pushing me forward? Um, and if they're not, get off that table. Yeah. Go to a conference, go to a seminar, go to a local business club, go to a long, local entrepreneurs group, but change the room full of people that want you to win. That's the mm. first thing. The mm -hmm. second thing is, is to identify the goal and shut up. How many times do you hear people go, hey, I'd love to do this. Oh, but I can't. They will spend one second telling you what they want. And then the next 10 minutes, why it's not possible. So a yeah. very healthy technique is to say what you want and shut up. You know, I want to land a, you know, this client. I want to be able to do this. I want to do that. I want to achieve this. Don't give yourself any excuses. Just shut up and count to 20. And do you know the funny thing is the excuses won't come. And then all of a sudden that goal's out there. You haven't subdued it. You haven't wrecked it and reduced it to rubble. You've now stated it. And when you state it, it becomes real and you, you end up going for it. Mm. Yep. 
Okay, so just... I, I, I didn't want this book to be a bunch of little telltale stories of me with famous people or me with, like, you know, great yarns of, I did this, I'm wonderful, I'm brilliant. I got so pissed off through COVID, I wanted to release a book that people would be able to grab and go, hang on, I can do this. It's simple shit that that guy does, and he works at it, so I'm going to do it, and it's going to work for me. And so it's all tactic. It's all techniques wrapped around some you know, colorful, humorous stories of the stuff I've got up to and the people I've uh, hung around with. But every chapter finishes with a three-point test on how to get your mind set up to only see opportunity and positivity. Mm, yeah, so, I mean, obviously motivational, inspiring, and just listening to you speak um, certainly does that. Um, and I know that people listening to you right now will be going, yeah, this is great. Um, but then putting some tactics into place that actually help you achieve those ridiculous goals is is what's important here and the execution of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, inside the book is a QR code. And when you get the book, if you just um, scan the QR code, you'll get a video of me ranting, telling you don't buy the book to, you know, give yourself a bedside read, buy the book to action it. I want mm. to hear from people that have tried to do things differently I want to know what they've got up to and how they benefit. Yeah. So, I mean, easy to say, yep, yeah, okay, I'll do a million this year. I want to do three million next year, um, you know, and, and put it out there to the universe and have that goal. Yes, I can do this. Um, but then just saying I need to do three times the amount, that's that's obvious, often, you know, you've got to think about things differently, don't you? You have to have a, a different solution for getting that same goal. Or is it as simple as working three times as hard? Isn't it? Okay, so two things. One, you just did exactly what I told you not to do. Yep. You said go for a million, but we know you straight away came in with the but. Yeah. And I said to you before, state your goal, shut up. I want to make a million dollars by the end of this year. Yeah. That's the end of the conversation. Let it stew. Mm -hmm. And then think about, well, okay, let's reverse this. I make $200,000 a year now and I have 20 clients. So do I increase my clients or do I increase my invoices to those 20 clients? So do I actually need 50 clients to make a million or do I just need 30 clients that are paying me more? Mm -hmm. Start working out what the stepping stones would be to get to that goal. Yeah. And then go for it. Now, here's the funny thing. At the beginning of this show, I said to you, 100,000 to 300,000, just do three times more. Yeah. And then I started talking to you about a million. And in the past few minutes, you went, well, it's easy enough that, you know, if you want three, you just do three times. That was a normality to you now. Now that we had actually set a goal that you were uncomfortable with, i.e., the million, yeah. you reverted. To the 300, getting 300,000 would have been no stress to you, no fear. The one millions of fear, well, you would have three times your income by avoiding that big scary goal for while achieving what you felt was normal, i.e., three times your income. How many mm. people out there don't think three times their income would be a nice return? I know I would. Yeah. But yeah. If we go for five to 10 times that three times suddenly has no fear level to it and you stand an enormous percentage to actually achieve it. Okay. 
So the million then becomes the fearful level than the than the three hundred. Do you know it does the first year, but it does mm. the second doesn't the second. Yeah. If you go for a million and you fail and you got half a mil, and then you go, well, hang on a minute, I made five times my normal income by going for a mil, but a mil is only now two times my income. Mm. Mm. You see how it compounds. So what are the um, tactics, like have you got a couple of tactics that we can put into place to help us uh, achieve our ridiculous goals once we once we vision them? Yeah. Well, the first thing is buy the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that may help you. But the, one of the, there are special techniques and tactics and they are so simple and stupid and you actually yeah. already called one of them out. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning, do everything possible to avoid turning the news on. Yeah. Okay. You wake up in the morning, you pour the coffee, you turn the news on, and then you've got two hours of dreary, negative shit. Avoid that. Don't mm. turn the news on. If it's important, someone will text you. You'll get an alert. But do not watch the morning news. It won't help you. It is not your friend. And set your goals. What's my goals? Okay, I'm going to do this. Go for that. Yeah, I want 10 goals today. What did you achieve? Seven. Great. Next day, I'm going to go for 10 goals. What did you achieve? Eight. Okay, great. You've got to set your goals that define the standards by you want to live by. There's a lot yeah. of people that say live within your means. Okay? That's a settler's uh, comprehension. Raise your means by raising your standards by increasing your goals. If you want a Ferrari, focus on a Ferrari lifestyle. Yep. Okay? Don't look at you know selling the jewelry to make the first payment. The um, do you find that a lot of people at that point when they start going, yes, I've got this ridiculous goal. This is what I need to do to achieve it. They get into the day-to-day -day flow. I assume a lot of people give up very early on. It's like the New Year's goals, you know. Most people say I'm going to lose ten pounds this year or whatever it might be, and they start off running, um, but then very quickly they stop because it becomes too hard. It usually becomes too hard because they lack the one thing they really need, and that's that support structure. And right. since you're beginning, you've got to get – whenever I have an idea, I phone up some of my friends and I go, hey, I've got an idea. Can we get together? We get together. We have a dinner. I spew out my goal, and I let them challenge it. And then I go home, and then if I've got a question, a couple of days later, I can go, hey, I'm having a trouble with this. You see, you've got to focus on your network. You've got to focus on your relationship. I've got a friend of mine, Jay Abraham. You may have heard of him. Hmm. I remember going down to Jay, I don't know, four years ago with this brilliant idea that was going to make me millions of dollars. And I was so into it. I was a dog with a bone. And I went down to Jay, saw Jay, went through this whole idea, went through this concept, and he looked at me and he smiled and he went, is that it? And I went, what do you mean, is that it? And he said, well, with your energy, credibility, circle, I just thought you would have gone for more. And I looked at what I was doing, and I realized I was focusing my energy on something that wouldn't give it back to me in the same, in the same uh, ROI. Hmm. I literally ditched that project that night I went on to something that was worthy of my energy, credibility, and network. There you go.
Um, Jay Abraham um, has been on the show before too, I believe. He's a lovely fella. Isn't he? Um, mate, it's a fantastic book. People can pick it up. When is it being launched? Um, the book is being launched on the 18th of October. It's on Amazon. But you can head over to Steve D. Sims, D for dashing, and only one M in Sims, stevedsims.com. On the 18th of October, it will be announced. But bottom line of it is anywhere that you consume your media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I'm Steve D. Sims, absolutely everywhere. And you can guarantee on the 18th of October, I'm letting the planet know about this book. You'll know about it. All right, okay. So stevedsims.com. Um, yeah, and, and I guess the final point of, of removing yourself from that negativity and the naysayers and things like that, I mean, that's that's probably a very powerful uh, topic to close on. Um because we often find ourselves just drawing ourselves to those circles. Yeah, we do. We do. Don't we? You, it's a, it's a, yes, you absolutely do. And the first thing you've got to do is recognize it. You've mm. got to recognize those people around you. And you've got to ask yourself, the guy I'm having coffee with now, is he there to support me or is he there to tear me down? Yeah. And I don't mean that viciously, but we've all got friends in our lives that don't add anything to the party, don't add anything to our growth, but are quite happy to zap our energy. Yeah. So uh, your environment, like you said earlier on, you know, be be mindful of your environment. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Steve, lovely to chat. Thank you. Inspirational and uh, certainly inspiring. And and look, the the book is uh, one that I think everyone should read um, if you certainly want to go achieve ridiculous goals in life. And who doesn't? Uh, um, So, yeah, thanks for sharing, mate. And um, congratulations on the new book. I appreciate it. Thanks for having your time with me. Guys, you can check it out at hiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwhite.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee martin until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon